You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Luke chapter number 24 and verse number 1. The Bible says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. Verse number two, and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Verse 9, And they returned from the sepulcher and told all these things unto the eleven and to all the rest. And it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. And all their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. Luke 24 is one of the accounts of the resurrection. The Bible tells us in this passage that there were several women that went to the tomb very early on that Sunday morning. The Bible says one of the women that went was Mary Magdalene. Now, Mary Magdalene, you'd say, well, she was probably uh, one who had a great background and she probably, uh, you know, grew up in church and she probably never did anything wrong and she was probably a model Christian. Well, not the way we would describe that. Mary Magdalene was a woman who had been possessed by not one, not two, not three, not five, but seven demons a demon possessed woman but guess what happened jesus jesus saved her jesus changed her life and and jesus made a difference in her life and so she's one of the ladies that shows up at the tomb there was another lady her name was joanna and uh i'm i love that name in case you didn't know i'm thankful for that uh, woman that came but i'm thankful for this joanna that's here but joanna showed up The Bible says that Mary, the mother of James, she showed up. And the Bible says there were other women. Now, fellas, you know what that tells me? It tells me that the men were too lazy or too busy or sleeping in or something, but the men didn't show up first. It was the women. How many of you ladies know that we would be a mess were it not for the women, right? Can you imagine what our homes would look like? Imagine what we would look like. Uh, Some of you men here today, aren't you glad that your wife helps to get you dressed and get you ready and keeps you straight? But these women showed up at the uh, at the tomb. But I want to remind you that they were not expecting to find the tomb empty. Notice in this passage, it says in verse two that they found the stone rolled away. They weren't expecting that. In one of the gospels, they said, who is going to roll the stone away for us so we can get in? And so we can anoint the body of Jesus. So they were shocked. 
they were shocked to find that the stone had been rolled away. Have you ever gone home after work or maybe you've been out somewhere in the evening? Have you ever gone home and you discover that your front door is open and you don't think you left it open and all of a sudden you panic and you think somebody broke in? Somebody's still in there? What happened to my house? Or maybe uh, your place of business? You go to unlock and you realize it's already unlocked and it's been unlocked all night. That's not good. Maybe your car, you go outside at night and your car door's open and the dome light's on and you're thinking, oh, that wasn't supposed to be like that. That can be a, a fearful thing. And these women, when they showed up at the tomb, they expected that it would be closed and they saw the stone was rolled away. Then they went inside and they discovered something else that was very disturbing they discovered that the body of Jesus was gone. Now, let me remind you, they were coming for the purpose of anointing that body, as was their custom after someone died. They didn't have all that we have today uh, uh, with, uh, with the embalming and with uh, the treating the body and preparing the body for burial. So they were coming to care for the body, and the body is gone. But the verse says in verse 4, they were much perplexed. That word perplexed, it means to be entirely at a loss. They didn't know what to say. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what was going on. The stone was rolled away. The tomb was empty. And then there are two men that they don't know who these men are. The Bible says that they were in shining garments. Now, that's not what you would expect to see at a tomb. That's not what you would expect to see first thing in the morning when you're going to prepare a body for burial. And they see these men and they don't know who these men are. The Bible says in verse number five that these women were afraid. Have you ever been fearful? Have you ever had a situation where you didn't know what was going on and you were perplexed? Uh, you were at a loss? You were afraid, you were uncertain, you didn't know what was going to happen next, you didn't know what you should do next. And then these angels, these women did not know at the time they were angels, but these angels, they speak to the women and they said this, why seek ye the living among the dead? Now that sounds good to us, but to these ladies, they're interpreting that as you're in the wrong place. You're looking for Jesus, but... He's not here. You came to find Jesus, but Jesus is not here where you came looking. And I tell you, it's a great thing to look for Jesus. It's a great thing to seek Jesus, but it's a very sad thing when you don't find him. It's a very disheartening when he's not where you thought he was going to be. And for these women, they're trying to figure everything out. But I want you to notice in Luke 24 and verse number um, uh, five, the Bible says, why seek ye the living among the dead? Verse six, he is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And the third day rise again. The angel said, don't you remember? Jesus told you this was going to happen. Jesus tried to prep you for this. Jesus said he was going to be delivered. He said he was going to die. He said he was going to be buried. He said he was going to rise again the third day. Don't you remember? Now, you would think that this would not be something that these women would have forgotten. This was important. 
This was actually a good thing that he was going to rise again, but they had forgotten his words. Why had they forgotten? I don't know. Perhaps they didn't like the fact that he was going to be crucified. Are we not all like this at times that if there's something that we don't like or we don't understand, we try to brush it off, right? We try to act like it's not really real or it's not really going to happen or, or maybe we, 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 we try to think about other things and get our mind off of that thing that we don't like. I don't know. Maybe it was because Jesus' words did not fit their plans. They thought Jesus was going to set up his kingdom. They thought Jesus was going to ascend to the throne and be the king of Israel at that time. Maybe they thought that if Jesus could raise the dead and heal the sick, then certainly he could not be put to death. If somebody could raise a man from the dead, then certainly that man would be capable of keeping himself alive. Maybe that was their problem. Maybe they didn't think that something like this could happen to Jesus. For whatever reason, they forgot the words of Jesus. They showed up at that tomb uh, confused. They showed up at that tomb perplexed when in reality, it was exactly like Jesus had told them it would be. I want you to notice verse number eight. The Bible says, and they remembered his words. That's a good day when you and I can remember the words of Jesus. Uh, sing them over again to me, wonderful words of life. I love to tell the story for those who know it best. It's a great day when you and I can get back to this book and we can remember what Jesus said. I'd like to speak to you for a few moments this morning on when you don't understand what God is doing. When there's times that you're perplexed, when there's times that you are confused, when it seems like things don't make sense and they don't seem to line up like you expected, what do we do when we don't understand what God is doing? Number one, I've already given you the first point. We're already into the message and you didn't even know it, did you? You were hoping we were already into it. Number one, they remembered his words. It is so wonderful when we can remember the words of God. I remember some words that people have spoken to me. I remember some kind words. I remember some encouraging words. I remember some positive words. But nobody's ever going to speak a word to you like the word of Jesus Christ. Nobody's ever going to have enough weight behind their words like Jesus has when he speaks. Because every word of God is true. You need to remember this morning the words of Jesus when he said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus didn't say you might be saved. Jesus didn't say he was going to save you and then he was going to let you figure out the rest. Jesus said you shall be saved. He said that salvation is the gift of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Salvation's a gift. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. You can't work for it. You can't join enough churches. You can't get baptized enough. You can't sing in the choir long enough. You can't show up for church workdays enough. There's nothing you can do to earn salvation. It's a gift. It's been paid for. Jesus paid it all, and you have to be willing to receive it. Amen. And you say, oh, well, that's, that, that's, that's discouraging. Are you kidding me? That's the best news I've heard all day, that salvation is free, and all you have to do is accept it. You need to remember the words of Jesus when it says God commendeth or God showed his love toward us in that while we were yet 
sinners. Christ died for us. You say, well, what's so good about that? I'm a sinner and you're a sinner and we're all a bunch of sinners. And Jesus didn't come to die for those who were perfect because there ain't none of those people around. He came to die for sinners. And when we remember the words of Christ, we know that even though we're sinners and even though we come short, aren't you glad that Jesus still died for you and he died for me? You need to remember the words of Jesus where he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Say, I feel forsaken. Well, if I'm going to side with you or I'm going to side with Jesus on who's right, I'm siding with Jesus. And Jesus said, I will never leave you. Jesus said, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. There's nowhere you can go where you can be out of God's love and you can be out of God's care and you can be away from God's presence in your life. Jesus said that we can cast all of our care upon him. Jesus didn't say, we'll split it 50-50. Jesus didn't say, I tell you what, you take care of your cares Sunday through Wednesday, and I'll take Thursday through Saturday. Jesus said, give them all to me. He said, cast them all on me. And Jesus said, I care. I know what you're going through. I love you. I want to help you with your problems. Jesus gave us the words in Psalm 23, where he said, even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he said, I will be with you. Some in this room, some that are watching this morning, some that are listening, you've been through that valley of the shadow of death. And can I tell you, for the child of God, you don't have to walk that valley alone. That's not a solo hiking trip. That is a trip where you take Jesus Christ, the friend that sticks closer than a brother, and Jesus says, I will be with you. You don't have to fear. You don't have to worry because Jesus promises that he will go with us. Jesus promised us. He spoke the words that there's coming a day when he will wipe away all tears from our eyes, and there'll be no more sorrow. There'll be no more death and there'll be no more sickness and there'll be no more pain. Remember the words of Jesus today. I'm just trying to tell you, when you remember his words, everything's okay. When you, when you, when you start to listen to the news and you start to focus on your problems and you start to uh, get around people that are having a hard time and you focus on that, you'll be depressed. You'll be discouraged. But when you'll remember the words of Jesus Christ, it's amazing how things change. Jesus said... Before he left, he said that ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You know, you're not here, and I'm not here in my own strength and my own ability. We're here in the power of the Holy Spirit. When you got saved, the Holy Spirit moved inside, and the Holy Spirit lives and indwells you, and you have that power available to you. That's why it says in Philippians 4 that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us because we have the power of God working through us. Jesus said, and our theme for the year is we're more than conquerors through him. We know that we have victory because of Jesus. We know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. And you may feel like uh, nobody appreciates you. You may feel like nobody cares and nobody knows all the things that you're doing for your family and all the things you're doing for your friends and all the things you're doing for, for this person and that person. But I want to tell you, Jesus knows and your labor is not wasted. Your labor is not in vain. Jesus said before he left this earth, he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. But he said, if I go, 
I will come again. And I'm glad that when Jesus makes a promise, he always keeps it. He's coming back, friend. Can I tell you, the choir saying, we shall see Jesus. And there's coming a day when that trumpet's going to sound. And there's going to be a shout. And there's going to be the voice of the archangel. And we are going to see Jesus. And we are going to meet him in the air. It's going to happen. And they remembered his words. And when these women remembered his words, everything changed. I'm thankful we have the Bible. I'm thankful we have the Word of God, but I, many times I wonder, why don't we read it more? You ever get convicted and think, we've got the Word of God, and yet sometimes we don't read it as much as we should, and sometimes we don't memorize it, sometimes we don't uh, meditate on it, sometimes we don't even think about it, and we'll have a problem that we're dealing with, and as a last resort, we go to this book. Friend, I want to tell you, this ought to be the first place we go. The Bible says they remembered his words. Number two, they returned to the disciples. The angels gave the command. They said, we want you to go and tell the disciples what you have seen. Now, I'm sure those ladies had a lot more questions. I'm sure they would have liked to say, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they had a lot of questions just because they were women. I'm not saying that at all, okay? So please don't read into that. But don't you think they had some more questions for those angels? The angels spoke like men. And I'm not saying men are angels either. Okay, I'm really getting myself into uh, trouble here. But the angels just spoke like, do this and do this, and then that's it. But that's not always the way we operate, right? We like to, well, what about this? And what's going to happen here? And what if they do this? And what about this? But the angels were messengers from God. They gave the message to those women that God had given them. And here's what's so wonderful. Those women, they just did what God said. Can I tell you things go so much better in my life when I just do it God's way? When I just do what God said, I don't always understand it. You don't always understand it. We don't always have it all figured out. But when we obey, God always takes care of it. I see quickly, number three, not only did they remember his words, they returned to the disciples. Number three, they repeated the message. I love this. They didn't have to come up with their own stuff. They just went to the disciples and said, hey, this is what the angel said. He is not here. He is risen. Come see the place where the Lord lay. And that's exactly what Jesus told us in Galilee. And they repeated the message. You know what's so wonderful? The more you tell somebody, and the more you tell people about when you got saved, the more excited you get about it. You say, well, shouldn't it get old and shouldn't it become kind of, you know, here we go again? Oh, no. When you tell somebody about the day that Jesus saved you, it gets you fired up. You say, well, I'm not very excited about when I got saved. Well, you obviously haven't told anybody recently because the more you talk about it, the more you want to talk about it. And the more you tell people about it, the more you can't believe that God would save you. And the more you can't believe that God would love you so much. But they repeated the message. They just told what Jesus had done. And they told what the angels had said. I want to encourage you this morning, just keep on telling the good news. Just keep on sharing it. Don't ever lose the wonder. Don't ever lose the thrill of salvation story. Don't ever get over the fact that there is an empty tomb and there is a risen Savior. Hallelujah. Lastly, I see number four. The Bible tells us that these women remained faithful 
when the message was not received. Would you notice with me at verse number 11? The Bible says that they did exactly what the angels said, but it says in verse number 11, and their words seemed to them as, what are the next two words? Idle tales. You know what that means? That means that the people that they told, they said, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. That's a bunch of nonsense. We don't believe you. And all they were doing was telling what the angels said. All they were doing was telling what they were supposed to tell. But the response was, we don't believe it. Now, I wish I could tell you today that when you leave out of here, everybody you tell about Jesus is going to accept it the first time. But that's not the way it works. Did you know there are some people, maybe in this room, you've, you've witnessed to people and you've witnessed to them for years and they still haven't gotten saved. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's a next door neighbor and you have told them and you have told them and they still have not trusted Christ. They don't believe the message. And maybe you're getting discouraged and maybe you think nobody cares and nobody's listening. Can I challenge you today? God did not command us to go and tell just the people we thought would listen. God commanded us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Just keep on telling them. Just keep on sharing the good news. Don't get discouraged. Just stay faithful, even when people don't listen. How about this? There was one of the disciples named Thomas, a disciple of Jesus. And he himself, when he heard the story from the tomb, he said, I don't believe it. He said, and as a matter of fact, you're not going to convince me. There is nothing you can say. There is nothing you can do to convince me. He said, until I see Jesus myself, and until I put my fingers in the nail prints in his hands, and until I put my hand in his side where that spear was thrust in, he said, until then, I won't believe it. Well, guess what? Jesus said, okay, Thomas, have it your way. Jesus showed up. When Jesus showed up, you know what's so powerful? The Bible doesn't say that Thomas ever had to put his fingers in the nail prints. Doesn't say he had to put his hand in Jesus' side. The Bible says that when Thomas saw Jesus, when Jesus showed up in Thomas's life, Thomas cried out and said, my Lord and my God. Can I tell you, you let God do the saving. He'll do the saving and he's the only one that can do the saving. But you and I just keep being faithful, just keep sharing it, just keep telling people, even when the message is not received. You say, well, how do we know that these ladies stayed faithful? Where do you see that in the Bible? Well, here we are, 2,000 years later. And guess what we're still talking about? What those women saw on that Sunday morning when they went to the tomb. You say, how do we know about it? Because they kept telling people. And then those people, they started telling people. And they started telling people. And here we are at Victory Baptist Church on Easter Sunday, 2021. And we're still sharing the same story. Can I tell you why we're sharing it? Because we have the truth of the gospel. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we can rejoice today by remembering His words.
And when you remember his words, you won't be perplexed very long. You won't be confused very long when you'll remember his words and get back to the truth of God's word. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.